Yo, what up, no one? Chilling in New York City, and it's Friday night. How about you? Oh, it's Friday night, and we got a new episode of Big Country Little City for you. I'm your host, Tree Thomas. You know Norm the Storms, always my sidekick. What's what's good? What's what's the buzz? What's what's going on? What, any big events in New York you've attended Absolutely. lately? Absolutely, the Knicks are winning, and the city is going crazy over it and it's funny because you know new york can't fans to get out of hand you know we, we all know the yankees you know how they get right right so the like, knicks you know, have been winning Who, who's their best player i haven't really kept up with sports uh, very much uh since jalen brunson's jalen brunson so that's rick brunson's son so man so yeah. many sons in the nba so many yeah. and us two great basketball players zero <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shows how great we were. We haven't yet spilled the, the blood on this earth yet. You know? Oh wow! In the most nicest way possible. You know? So, so like, uh, what what what's the next record? How are they doing? They're like number three or four, but they're playing Miami Heat, who eliminated the Milwaukee Bucks, which are the number one seed. So it's good. Wow, really? The Bucks are out, right? Man, keep it up at all. Miami Heat eight seed took out the big guys. Wow, I bet the money line on that was wild. Oh man, that was exciting too. Such a spectacle to watch. Yeah, some of these drug dealers down in Miami probably made bank off that one. Absolutely, sell those drugs. You know what makes America great? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Big Pharma thinks makes them great. So fuck it. I mean, the the rate of prices for insulin is unbelievable. Uh, similar to the medical industry sick and then people need insulin it's insane so like you know Mm -hmm. it's their own drugs the government's drug they're like you need that shit you're about to die dka which is diabetic tuchidosis is acidic blood it's a whole thing you know that's sad man definitely need insulin in the world for free you know yeah something else interesting happened um amazon reported their earnings and the stock popped up really high and, you know, something had said in the call, I think it was the cloud computing or whatever. So it went from 122 the share price down to like 106. So that rate of movement is like hundreds of billions of tr- trillions. This is a $1.3 trillion company. So that kind of movement wow. on that kind of stock is that much money. Of course, I had the upper end and I was excited because I was going to make some money. But, you know, something was said and the stock went down. So I ended up making nothing. But. You know, that, oh. that, that, what's interesting about that is that there's so much money gyrating in that thing, right? How yeah. do we not solve world hunger with all that money? Like, the rate of billionaire status, like, the way it goes up and down. How can we not yeah. harness this thing to make sure everybody's not hungry? Like, that's the crazy part of our world. And there's event after event after event after Ukraine that you could make every, every person in America a millionaire. And we're giving it to Saudi Arabia for gender rights studies. Like, they give a fuck. Nobody gives a fuck but us about that here. No, and that's the thing. We, the people, don't give a fuck about that. The government just uses that way, uh, bullshit like that, and wars to launder money. I mean, that's all that shit is, man. That's all that shit is. They're just handing out checks to their buddies that own fucking 
DARPA and Marquis Lockwood and all that shit. I read Ugh. something about the dollar and this Ukraine war is affecting the dollar. So like other countries like China are used or whatever. Brazil is no longer using the American dollar. They're using the yuan, the Chinese yuan. Because yeah. it's, been, it's been tariffed and all types of, it's like an economic warfare, the dollar value. Yeah, like it, in, unless something dramatic happens, a recession is inevitable. It's unbelievable, man. What the hell is a recession? I don't even remember. <laughs> what do you recall about recession? recessions nobody's making shit the value of everything goes down and the cost of everything goes up and the little guys at the bottom pay all the bills run the country and the big guys at the top sit back and collect checks it sounds like teen spirit to me yeah and it also sounds like war it's old men talking and young men dying and the uh, all the citizens the parents and all that foot the bill for it what the fuck are we doing they're trying to kill society yeah I believe that the the power back in the day, you know, the power was in Europe. And then the world wars happen. America starts booming in, you know, the 30s, 40s and stuff. And then we end up winning world wars and take it back. And we are the world power. And now guess where it's going? It's going over to China and Asia. And they're going to own everything. And they're going to dominate the world. And who's right next to them? Russia. Oh, who's buddy buddy now? China and Russia. And little guys at the bottom have nothing. We, it's nearly impossible to affect the change in that, in that evolution of power. It's just, there's so much cool stuff in America, you know? Like, I don't see it everywhere else unless I'm just marketed to this market. But I just don't see, you know, Interpol, Bush. That's what I see when I see everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> like the reverse of what we hear here. We hear sirens, they hear, Glee, Lee, Lee, <laughs> dee -doo, dee -doo. Like Thailand, Bangkok. Like, what the fuck is this? Let me get a Frankfurter, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Frankfurter. Like the 4th of July hot dog eating contest. That only exists here. You don't see that shit nowhere else. Yeah. I'm like, hey, let me get some mayonnaise. A Hellman squeezable mayonnaise. Oh, that only exists here. <laughs> oh, dude, I saw an ad, uh, I think that was today, today or yesterday, for vegan mayonnaise. Oh man, that must be good. Hey, listen, I'm down, with the, I'm down with all that stuff, but you know, I brought up in the conversation: what if horses want to be ridden? You know, what if uh, cows want to be milked? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they they produce this stuff naturally for a reason. Yeah, maybe to feed their livestock and stuff. But hey, if we can take some off the top and turn it into a viable product that can feed the world, why shouldn't you? It's true, though. What if they don't need to get it? What if they do just need to feed their livestock? But I don't know. Maybe they don't. That's what I was like. Uh... I watched, dude, I watched, uh, speaking of milk, which uh, I, I love milk, and uh, I might be garbage or a southerner for that, and that's fine. But uh, did you ever have milk with dinner growing up? Yes. Like back we, in the days almost, when I was a kid. <laughs> almost always. But I watched, no, I'm not lying. I watched this like four, four and a half hour, like, press comp not press conference but like when they do a conference you know they run out a big room and the guy comes up there and, and he's like trying to maybe sell you something or you know hey get my pyramid scheme or whatever dude the rate at which a cow grows compared to a human we shouldn't consume milk there's way too much that's so like i'm a country guy i'm you know six and a half feet tall i was raised on milk i would be outside in the backyard playing basketball with the neighborhood kids come inside grab a swig of milk 
like yeah, it was like a common drink. My right. diet. Right, right. And, and my dad, my mom were both like, I don't know what the hell, not even six foot, five and a half, whatever the hell short people they were. But it's like, yeah, were you raised on a, a, a protein dense thing like that? My brother, my brother's like uh, six three, six four, and we were just big ass kids. And uh, but yeah, dude, I, this thing on milk, it was crazy. The uh, the growth rate that a cow needs, and that's why that milk is so packed. And uh, it's like, yeah, in a way, we probably shouldn't be consuming whole milk, which is what we always did, two percent maybe, but usually it's whole milk, the red cap. And, uh, but yeah, the, the amount of nutrients in that shit, it's like, you're giving that to like five, six, seven to 18 year olds. Like, holy shit. No, these kids are so big. It's funny. You mentioned that because in New York, they're feeding us like, you know, 50 cent tropical fantasy drinks. They were like counter shift pop soda. That was like bootleg, you know, it was so cheap. It was like 50 cents. So, yeah. the, you know, we drink all that and the medium size in New York is about five, nine, five, ten. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are, are sucking down that shitty, way over polluted air. We're out here in the country, climbing trees, you know, running through the woods and shit. And you guys are stuck in the city in these tiny places where you're, the most running you can do is either down a sidewalk or on a basketball court or hopefully a football field. Yeah, it's like we had the to play in. You trade, you trade away the density, and you get a lot of people pop, populate, populous. So it's kind of like you're, you're never bored, really. I literally do, do doing nothing now, and I feel excited. You know, because I go yeah, outside, like, I hear sirens, I see people. So I'm like, all right, if I was in over there, it's probably great. I don't have to spend so much money. But shit, yeah. I look outside, I'm like, where is everybody? <laughs> yeah, like sometimes as a guy like me who doesn't have a comedy store within, I don't know, like a 200 miles, really, a decent, like a funny bone or something. Right. It's like, and you could just literally walk outside, grab a cocktail, and just walk to the, the cellar. Comedy Underground, all these amazing places where you might see Jerry Seinfeld. You might see Chris Rock just pop in and, and talk for three hours. I was like, I long that. And then, like, I, I think about, like, man, it would be fun just to, like, experiment like, a month. If I had a job lined up that paid the rent and gave me a little spending money, like, what would it be like to live in New York City for a month in, like, the Lower East Side or something? Right. In the West Village, you know, the thing is, the trade off is it's really expensive. Like, I would love to go to the more comedy shows, but it's packed, bro. It's sold out, yeah. And there's a reason why it's sold out is because you you walk in there, like, like before COVID, apparently, the comedy store. I mean, you could see Joe Rogan, Tom Segura, or Burt Kreischer, or Crystalia, all these monsters, you could see them for less than 20 bucks, or I don't know, maybe it might be a two drink minimum, but it's like. To pay for one of these guys, these guys sell out arenas, like 10,000 seaters, yeah. multiple times over in a weekend, and you could go down there and just see them and like almost rub shoulders with them. Right. Like That's what New York, uh, I think, is you know maybe taking the belt back. It's like, uh, but I also, um, I love watching, I don't know, you probably don't, um, but I think his uh, YouTube name is uh, Caleb Simpson. He does the apartment tours, that guy. Um. I mean, I've heard of the apartment tours. It's on YouTube or something. Yeah, he does YouTube uh, videos and YouTube shorts and probably Instagram too. But it's like he, uh, I know a lot of them are scripted where, where he just walks up to somebody. He's like, oh, hey, do you mind uh, tell me how much you pay for rent? And they go, oh, I pay 3600 or whatever crazy number. And they're like, do you care if I give a tour? And he jumps on their bed and tests their bed out and stuff. But like every single 
apartment, I would I would say that has a window, they have multiple plants. You guys have so many plants, like it's you're trying to clean up the air, you're trying to bring nature into your apartment on the forty fifth floor down in Brooklyn or something, and it's like that's you guys wanting the country, like you want clean air, you want nature, but you're stuck in a concrete city where you can't really get it. You got what, what a couple big ass parks, one big ass park, couple little ones, and it's like. Yeah, you guys, uh, unbeknowingly to you, as I see it, you you look you you yearn for that. Like, ah, oh, I want to just uh, smell roses and flowers, and and it gives you something to do, you know, water them or whatever. But it's like, I think that's a big country little city thing. I, I've noticed just watching his because I love watching his videos. Um, so shout out to Caleb Simpson, but. Uh, yeah, it's like, and 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 I secretly want to be like, what's it like to not have to drive every day and get in and out of the car and to fill up the gas and all oh, your brake pads and your oil? You got to change all this. It's like, oh, I got a pair of sneakers. That's why I changed my oil. I got new sneakers, and I can walk anywhere in the public transportation. I've got multiple methods to get around the city and stuff, and it never turns yeah. off. Yeah, you you've gotten numb to it. Probably you don't even think about it anymore. I'm just saying the city never turns off. You could be out at 6 a.m. and you have a bus or a train coming. Yeah, that's nuts. You could literally, like, urinate anywhere you want. And nobody will say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I pretty much do that wherever I want anyways. I, actually, I, mean, I don't think I ever pee outside in New York. Over you could there be a weekend. celebrity and, like, blend in, which makes it appealing to be here. Yeah. yeah that's, that's another thing. Like, I was telling you one time that, like, if you went down there and just sat outside around these comedy stores, assuming they walk to the front, maybe they don't. But if you know who these people look like, dude, you would you know, like you could meet Mark Norman, Chris Stefano, Giannis Pappas, all these great comedians. Uh, and it's like, yeah, unless you know who to look for, you have no idea. They could pass you right by like Keanu Reeves taking the subway and giving up his seat to an old lady. And there's one guy that filmed it like, it's that that's amazing to me, like how people walk down the streets of New York as celebrities. Uh, but if you don't know, you don't know. Right. You know, I see a lot of Saturday Night Live people. They're like hanging out in the subway. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, you're from Saturday Night Live. He's like, yeah, man. I'm like, oh, dude, it's funny as hell, you liberals. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like less is more. Like, oh, I'll just put on a hat and blend in with the commoners. And uh, it, it can happen. Just awesome, man. I'm in the area where there's five museums in like probably a 10 block radius. So yeah. when I walk out of my house, I'm very close to the Met, the Natural Museum of uh, Natural History, the big one that with all the dinosaurs and everything. I'm right near the Guggenheim. Like a million of them. <laughs> so many museums. Like it's unbelievable. And there's a amount of people that go in there every day. And I'm yeah. blocked away from Central Park, which is pretty cool. So I'm like, yo, I'm living the life right now. I could live outside in the Central Park and I'll be happy. I'll live a fluent life. Yeah, it's like seeing, you know, different shows or whatever, movies maybe. But it's like, oh, I'm going to go to Central Park and get a book and take a nap. Right. You could do that. I'm like, we call that camping. I'll tell you an interesting story. I went to Central Park in the morning and I seen the amount of dogs they had out there. I'm like, Jesus Christ. These are all the decisions that two people didn't want to have and make a kid happen. You know, yeah. it's just a thought that I was going through my mind. So many dogs. I'm like, make a decision and fall in love and have a miserable mistake. You know, I mean, I don't want to say it in that terms, 
But the amount of dogs that I've seen, it feels like that's not what everybody thinks. And sometimes I hear the commentary. They're like, you know, it's much easier having the animals. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, it's going to be hard. But, like, don't you feel good when you do hard stuff? I don't understand that shit. Yeah, I've I've been in the pet industry and stuff and seeing people that had the little bags on their leash and stuff. And they're like, oh, I got to pick it up. Where do you put it? I don't know if I could own a dog and have to do that. Like, what happens when, like, oh, I'm a little, I'm running late for work or am I off of the dog's, you know, potty schedule? And you got to go up 30, uh, you know, 30 stories or up five flights of stairs. Like, how often do they piss and shit in the stairwell and in the elevator? Like, I feel like a dog walking service would almost be necessary. Of course. There's mad dog walking service. That might be one of the most profitable industries. That and pastry businesses. And also, like, you know, secondary education where it's, like, not a public school, privately held. I see that a lot in New York. Secondary education, like, kind of like private schools or more like like, uh, homeschooling, but, like, somebody comes to that. The Chinese West Donda. What? Kanye West Donda? Yeah, the Donda Academy. He named it after his mom. Oh, I didn't know he had one. Yeah, he has his own school. Oh, okay. And the kids Is it like religious-based, I'm guessing? It's just different structure of, structure of education. They don't use desks. They all wear they, what they want. You know, they all wear Kanye West clothes. <laughs> huh. Like a little cult. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, it's just, you know, a common theme I'm seeing now, a lot of independent kind of schools and not publicly schools or, you know, it's like different kind of school settings now, which, uh, you know, it's good for kids, I guess. When we went to schools, like everybody had to learn about the Holocaust. Everybody had to do this. Everybody had to do that. Yeah. And learn about, you know, lies throughout history about, oh, we went to Vietnam, stop communism. No, we didn't. <laughs> oh, dude, history is such a lie. <laughs> I'm that's one I just feel like the school should prepare you more for like real time stuff like learn math uh, learn savings learn financial stuff learn how to pay rent you know learn how to not be uh, bad and stuff like things that Dude, are applied to life yeah I remember we had I can't remember what they called it off the top of my head but I think it was in 8th grade everyone had to take it I guess unless you were maybe in special ed or something but it was a class on telling you about like what an interest rate, what an annual percentage, uh, annual interest rate, and all this stuff, and how loans work. And um, one one girl I know who's uh, eh, maybe closer to thirty. Where do you put your address on the envelope? And where do you put their address on the envelope? It's like what. I mean, those are things that I think should be covered in school, and those are, like, good material for kids to, like, actually put into the real life. Yeah. like Sometimes those other things, like all the Holocaust, which isn't bad. I want to learn about what happened in the world. It just it seems like it's too much. Like, you shouldn't revolve a whole day on the class about something historical event. I think we should be mentioning things and also going and applying things that you're going to use in your real life more. You know, so that's interesting. It's a business that I see a lot is pastry businesses, and secondary education. I'm like, man, hmm. uh, that's a, like a pulse on the, the city when you see things like that. Yeah. Do you like cannolis? I've, there's a lot of that here. You know, pizza's a big uh, thing in New York. No, cannolis. That's why I asked, because cannolis are disgusting. I thought they were so, supposed to be great. I don't like them. I mean, they're Italian dish, so yeah, you cannot like them. <laughs> well, that's the Italian swing and a miss. 
<laughs> Listen, they're, they're just trying to make a dollar, so I'm sure it's safe. There's a big profit margin on that thing, which is my beef with the Italian food. I like it. It's cool. I'll definitely not tell a girl that, you know, definitely like, yeah, I love this stuff, but I like pasta. I like stuff like that. But pizza is high profit margin. That's my yep. beef with pizza. They're getting away like, with highway murder. And like all the, all the pasta dishes, because it's a lot of pasta. Like you're talking flour and eggs. Look at McDonald's. I mean, look at um, uh, Domino's stocks, like $600 or something. Like what the hell? These guys are mm-hmm. making a fortune. Yeah. Selling air, d- delivered bread air, air bread. <laughs> With one ladle of sauce and a handful of cheese. I'm like, wait a minute, no animal died for this? It does no good for me. <laughs> uh, and listen, if we could all eat a leaf and it could keep me full for 20 hours, I would eat the leaf. I swear to God. Eh, maybe leaf on the side next to, you know, a little, little, little T-bone, a little sirloin. I do wish I had more resources to keep fruit all around me all the time because I feel like fruit, vegetables, all that stuff is what you got to eat. And then once in a while, eat like some chicken wings. I think that's how everybody should eat. They should have fruit, vegetables, bananas, all that kind of stuff in front of them all the time, 24 hours a day, like always eating it. And then once in a while, when your stomach's really grumbling, go get some chicken wings or something that you like to eat. Once a day. So one day, meal per day and all those fruits and vegetables throughout the day. Yeah, the, the, the vegetables, eh, if we can put it in a salad and get some decent taste and dressing. You see, that's the problem. Taste is when you're a kid and you're eating tricks for kids. Now we just got to close our nose, eat the fucking oatmeal, and realize you're eating it to stay full. And also get some broccolis and, and kale in your system. You got to hold your nose and fucking do it and gargle down a can of Pepsi. And you know how I said a can, not a two liter. <laughs> can't all that vegetable you did a good job you got some sugar in your system which you're gonna go burn if you go to the gym or walk around and you put some vitamins in your stomach Dude, i watched uh or i listened to rather i believe it was uh do you know who eddie bravo is i've heard of his name which i know he's, the audience he's got his own, who he is. he's got his own jujitsu academy called 10th planet and uh He's uh, not really a comedian. He actually does music a little bit more. He does comedy, but uh, he's a big conspiracy guy. He's a flat earther. He started a podcast a few months ago called Look Into It, and uh, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard it on. But he had on this, uh, I think it was doctor, talking about fasting and how good fasting is for you. And, you know, once you can get past day two and stuff, just doing a water fast, how good it is for your body. And Eddie was talking about, like, he won this big time in Brazil jiu-jitsu match, like the biggest match of his career. And uh, he did the whole carbo load, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan's telling you got a carbo load, brother, you need the energy. And he beat the guy and he was like, well, actually, your body's taking energy to digest that food and to break it down and to get the nutrients out of it. So that's actually taking away from your energy you have in the moment. And I don't know if he ever said it, but I was thinking it the whole time, waiting for him to say it. Like, imagine how much better you maybe could have been if he fasted, you know, for a day or two before that and and got all that nutrients out of the carbs that he ate. Listen, uh, the fasting thing is for real. It's a big thing in America. Right? And, and not, not just intermittent. Intermittent, it's good, but he's talking about his wife does like a month fasting and like, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month. You know, everyone on in America, at least, could probably go like three months without food because we just have so many fat reserves and stuff. And 
your body can suck from that and it's going to be you're going to be healthier you're going to get around easier your muscles might not feel as ache because you're carrying around all the extra weight and adding weight to it each day eating three meals a day three meals a day uh it's like uh, it, it was it was very interesting i think it was his most recent one but uh and he was talking about like all these people want to get like gastric bypass surgery, like really fat people. And then they lose all this weight because they can only eat a fistful of food at a time because they shrink their stomach or had it stapled or put the lap band in or whatever. And they lose this weight so rapidly. Then they have to have the surgery to remove all this loose skin. And sometimes they can't stick to the diet and maybe get back bigger. And then they're back in the same boat. But he said, apparently like when you fast and you lose the weight slowly like that, and let your body eat it off you that you have way better skin retention. Like your skin will shrink back and you don't have these flabby, you know, excess skin things that was, you know, pushed bigger to hold all the fat. But apparently like you'll have better finishing results to get to your goal weight by fasting and doing weight loss that way instead of doing like gastric bypass and lap bands and all that shit. I was like, Oh, that makes sense. Let your body slowly adjust to it over time instead of just shock it. And all of a sudden you're losing a pound a day or whatever. <laughs> but that made me think exercise. about Jesus. maybe I should fucking exercise everybody. Yeah. And exercise Watch too. Joe yeah. Rogan. Listen to him. Get in a fucking ice bucket. Get out of your comfort zone. And listen, all you got to remember is 24 hours in a day, right? The whatever yep. workout you're going to do is only an hour. So just think about that when you're tired. I remember doing that in basketball when we were in basketball practice a lot. There was moments where I was exhausted. And I was like, how am I going to get through this? And I thought to myself, this is only an hour out of the 24 hours that you got. Maybe an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. You got plenty you of time to mind, Right. If you trick your mind into that mindset, you might get through the thing. And I also remember one time I pulled the fire alarm. And I was very, I felt very guilty after that. <laughs> You're like, I cheated all my teammates and myself. We were working out so hard and we all were doing it as a unit. And they were giving you know, me why, Brian, It was a thought, man. I was just like, you know, let me, what, 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 you know, like a mischievous thought that came about when I was tired. And then I pressed it and I didn't realize that it could actually happen. So it's kind of like being in the desert and you don't have any water and you're like kind of hallucinating. Yeah. It was kind of like that. And I remember doing it, and everybody was so happy. They were like, fuck, yes, thank God this practice has stopped, you know? And then you felt the guilt. Right. But you know why I shouldn't feel the guilt? It's probably because Nofi was trying to get Christine Hess, the lady, the administrator, and he didn't get a good night. So he's checking mm. it out on us. So in that case, fuck that guy. <laughs> well, don't say that. He listens. Yeah, it's true. He's great. But I remember I we had some showdowns. We'd have was some there showdowns, and I'm like, listen, workout, like the three man workouts. Yeah, uh, I'll say we didn't work out together. I, I remember. Uh, I'm pretty sure I worked out with Rodney and maybe Tavoy. Yo, I remember working with Rodney though when he first got there with that fallback shit and uh, that hairstyle. He had two big old like ponytails off the sides of his head and all that hair it was like oh you're still rodney after he cut it all off i was like oh that's fallback oh what's up dude <laughs> but he was a character you know, i've never seen you, i recommend everybody go to a university if you can even if it's for like six months i think everybody should go because the type of people we met all these characters you're describing existed yeah. there after i left college yeah i see the regular run-of-the-mill type people now you know i don't see no rodney i don't see no grandpa 
Well, that was oh, I miss Grandpa. What was his first name? David or something? Yeah, I don't even remember. There was a kid named Greg Niederberger. Correct. Uh, that name, Niederberger, sounds familiar. I can't remember his face. Dude, I, I was in college with kids that studied architecture. I mean, uh, not architecture. Um, the other one. Agriculture. Agriculture. Uh, I, went yeah. to that, I went to college... That's the gig from New York, from New York City, right? We're in marketing and stocks and fashion and all that, right? And I went to school with Greg Niederberger that wore pajamas, and, I mean, whatever, onesies, like Levi's, Wrangler. Oh, you're talking about uh, overalls? Yes, with like cowboy hats and straws in their mouth. I was like, this is insane. From New York City, where yellow taxis, you know, Dave, Sh- uh, Dave Letterman, Radio City Music Hall, and the Garden. Uh, now I'm with Caddy Burroughs in Winchester, Virginia, with Newports. <laughs> with Newports. And they're going, what's that? What's and, a uh, menthol? I mean, Ashley, and we're going to be, they're both drunk, and we're driving up to a dark mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, speaking of uh, that mountain, that mountain range we were down in the valley of, did you ever, or was it with uh, me? I can't remember who took us up there, but went up to that, uh, like, radio tower or something. There was, like, a big platform up there. With the best view, you were damn near in the clouds, looking over the entire valley of uh, Kaiser. I remember that. We would go up there. We would see it when we were in school and be like, yo, look at that up there. Oh, it was so windy up there and the view. I I remember taking pictures. I think I remember taking pictures. and I I don't have many more, but uh, did me and you ever walk up, uh, like if you walk out of the dorm room and get out on the quad and look to the left uh, across the river, that uh rock face that you could climb up to was that me and you i know me and dova went up there once but did you ever go up there they had like some spray painted shit like jump here and shit yeah yeah that was a hell of a view man up there you know there's a lot of anarchists in new york now yeah a bunch of weird shit spray painted on the rocks but yeah i remember going up there at least once you use pronouns he he her (laughs) yeah yeah oh yeah all I don't want to <laughs> offend uh, offend anybody, yeah, but yeah. they have the right to be offended because I have the right to free speech, and I don't live in San Francisco or fucking Canada. Yeah, we can't use politics. You know? It's too hard. It's too much truth. <laughs> oh, it's too much. Too much lies and truth. Oh my God! What else is going on in the podcast world? Um, uh, podcast world. All oh, the are you garbage boys? My boys. Uh, they got a new studio. It looks awesome. Everyone that's been on there's like raving about it. But they're they're killing it. That's I great. think they're up to making like sixty five thousand dollars plus a month on Patreon. You know, like how do we tap into that and get a morsel, a small piece of percentage, a freaking <laughs> sandwich worth of that? Dude, ask Andrew Schultz. I, I I would have opinions on it, but ask Andrew Schultz or Tim Dillon or the – I can tell you the Are You Garbage guys because I've listened to every minute of their content pretty much. Like, they found a lane. That was like their fourth podcast until they finally found, like, you know, we talk about this shit in real life. We're just dirt bags from Philly, from the <laughs> suburbs. And it's like, do you have milk with dinner? That's one of their questions. Dirt bags apparently have milk with dinner. My dad was – from Philly. He moved down here to West Virginia. We always had milk with dinner. We didn't have water. It was milk. 
but in their eyes, that's uh, that's garbage. Like, do you brush your teeth in the shower? No. No, you I don't either. Pee in the shower? Fuck yeah, I'll whiz all day in the shower. <laughs> there it is. Are you garbage right there? Dude, but most of their guests do say, of course, yeah, I pee in the shower. Well, I wouldn't I pee in the shower? That was an episode of Seinfeld. It's like the pipes. Time. They're all I connected. right near uh, Tom's restaurant. Oh, really? Yep. Like two blocks away from me. Oh, that'd be a cool place to sit down. It's, it's packed all the time. And I also live near uh, Columbia, Columbia, Columbia University. Columbia, what's uh, what I know of? I know of Columbia University, but what's the big draw for them? It's a big campus in the middle of Manhattan. Mm. Okay, it's pretty cool. You know, a lot of kids in the neighborhood, teens. Smart and uh, have, have you ever kept track of what happened to uh, uh, old Nick uh, from the basketball team that went to Fordham down there in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, right. No, Bronx. The Bronx, yeah, okay, the Bronx. Whatever happened to him? Do you ever keep tracks or see him on Facebook or anything? Um, yeah, he came. Uh, he, uh, we met. I ran into him in the subway a couple of times, which is oh, interesting. Okay. We were running into college people in West Virginia, and we're in New York. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting thing about society. Yeah, knowing he was from Cali, it was crazy. I haven't seen Nick, the California player. I've seen a lot of the, which is amazing that the fact that there's so many people here and you'll run into some people you know, which is unbelievable. Yeah, like that time when we were, I think we were near uh, Times uh, Times Square when we ran into Faith, just elbow to elbow. Oh, hey, what are you? And she was looking at me like, what the fuck's he doing here? And I was like, I don't know what the hell we met here for. This is wild. In this giant city, in a crosswalk, we happened to run into each other and all recognize each other. That was wild. That's God right there. I don't want to hear that. This is a fucking small world after all. There's moments I've seen God stuff, and that's definitely a moment right there. Yeah, that was one of them. I'm like, I'm in New York for two and a half days. Just We're small margin of time. 20 minutes and we run into a fucking college, uh, you know, associate, friend, whatever you want to call it. That was, yeah, that was, I, I couldn't believe that happened. That was Jesus, whole, such Jesus. racial tension between you guys. Meanwhile, you're a mad hood, you know. Uh, not about mad hood. I didn't say the end. You hung out with us? Yeah, you were definitely hood. You were a little gangster kid, you know. You're basically shy. I, I was trying to experience culture and blend in, like. Bro, compared to Jeremy, which is also from West Virginia, that guy was literally a tree log. He yeah. Was in those palm trees in those Disney movies that guide you through your journey. You know, that's who Jeremy Yeah. You were like a real macho man, Randy Savage type in your face, hanging out type person. Yeah. You didn't even I want could... to go to school. You were like, school? Education? What is this? You know? No, Jeremy fuck that. Let's play. Heart attack. Let's have fucking a heart drink attack. beer, smoke, smoke blunts, and play Halo. Right. I remember you introduced the doogie bag, you know, the bunch of the rolled up pre-roll, like before pre-rolls existed, which is huge in New York now. Every corner has a, a, a weed store. You'll go yeah. casually walk in there and get a pre-roll by some hippie that's excellent at it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. The different that, styles that, of like, culture. Yeah, yeah if for anybody listening out there debating going to college, yay or nay, if you can get some scholarships, do it. Maybe play athletics, offset it a little bit if you can get a scholarship. But I'm telling you, I end up paying like eight thousand plus dollars for two years of school at Pot State. I'd do it today. 
to go in there as a 30. I'm about to be 39, I think. Five, six, seven, no, I'm about to be 38. And I'd do it again. I, hey, finances, I'll give you 50 bucks a month or whatever. I'd do it again, dude. Just When's to your birthday the, before we go? When's your birthday? May 6th, this Saturday. Oh, snap. Let's get it charged up. You're about to turn 38. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 30 fucking eight, man. Gotta have some kids, bro. Let's get on track. Let's get on track. I think I'm I'm, I think I'm just going to start pulling strange and just busting in them and just seeing, like, if she's a cool baby mama. That's crazy. Let's do it, baby. I mean, I already got the baby room. I that, think uh, 10 years. The next 10 years, let's start to focus in on that plan. And if it doesn't work, we'll become hippies again and just be teaching Chong of the game. We'll just keep doing the podcast and talking our shit and feeding it to the world and seeing what we get back. Yeah, dude, like, that's definitely a thing, like, I've seen with, uh, you know, comedians I watch and, you know, entertainers and stuff, like, yeah, once you hit, like, 35 or so, like, they all of them are talking about having a kid or, oh, it's the greatest thing, you, you're scared, but you're going to love it, and you're going to want another one, and I'm like, damn, you guys are successful, like, as a guy that lives paycheck to paycheck, really? <laughs> Is it going to be that enjoyable for me? Right. I don't know, we'll see. But maybe I'll just start busting loads in uh, random hookups and see if they can remember my name the next day. It's, and find better, it. it's better when you guys have a, a long period of time where you guys like each other and nothing really escalates, you know? So you don't really know if this person's going to be good or not. And then you find out through time. That's the best route. So just in the next 10 years, keep your mind open. That's all. And look, it's not like you have to have it, bro. We're in America. You don't have to do shit. But let's just have an open mind to things. That's all. And uh, try to find somebody that you have common interests with. Yeah, yeah, and no, for sure, it's uh, it's an, it's an idea that's you know in the back of I think every guy's mind that doesn't have a kid after he's thirty five or thirty or whenever you realize it. But um, yeah, it's it should be in the back of every guy's mind. You know, if you loved your father and his father and all that, it's like are you just gonna stop. What happened to all those stories? They'll never be told again. It's true, and I just think everybody should have to make an attempt, you know, like, uh, don't put yourself out there where you're, like, feeling bad about yourself, but just make an attempt and try to be happy, you know, I think it's a choice, and if you don't, yeah. if it's too much, you could always do nothing, so I just want to promote the attempt, the more attempts you have, the more closer you are to getting what you need, so on yeah. that note, we did 30 and a half minutes, a couple of minutes yeah. here, we're back in action, ready to load out these things every week. Yeah, yeah, hit, hit me up, uh, you know, call me or whatever like you normally do. And, yeah, we'll, we'll, we've got to get back in the schedule to banging them out, man, especially because uh, uh, don't you like getting on the fucking the app and looking and seeing the views and seeing things kind of change and spikes and lulls and spikes and the audience changing and stuff? That's really – I just want to promote activity. I think activity is great for a human mind, and this is what we do, and this is why podcasts are really interesting. And, oh, you know, and – I wish the music was better sometimes, and I think that's another reason why a podcast is blowing up. Yeah, we don't don't have real producers. It's just me just throwing shit in there. But, um, yeah, that does suck. But uh, uh, did you know on Spotify, it's been for a minute now, but they can leave comments on Spotify. I think uh, on Spotify, if you uh, scroll down just a little bit, it says, like, what did you think of this episode? And that's basically a comment section. That's great. Do we have any yet? 
I haven't looked. It just popped in my mind. I was just going to tell you about it. I've only mentioned it to a couple other people. I know you use Spotify, my buddies, but but yeah, uh, we'll have, you could ch- we'll have to check it out. And you could do it just as you know a casual viewer, not like you know through uh, Anchor or through the Podcasters app. I guess it's called now. But no, you can uh, just go on there and look as a Spotify user and, and see if anybody's leaving comments. We never mentioned it, so I don't know. It's it's very new to spotify but but yeah we end on that positive note and uh yeah man if you guys got any questions like what did you do this as a city guy this as a country guy leave it in the comments uh we throw out our instagrams on there send me dms uh i i look at all my dms because i don't get many but uh yeah hit me up with a dm big dumb tree on instagram all one word uh listen if you don't get that many that's a sign of intelligence don't beat yourself up you know there's a lot of smart people that don't really want to talk to people and i get it yeah no i love talking to people man i, I love <laughs> it i get on amigo all the time and just shoot the shit with random people and i promote our podcast on there and i've actually had multiple multiple people hold up a secondary phone or their phone or whatever if they're on the computer and show me oh hey i just i just you know subscribe to your pod i hit the notification bell you know, do all that shit, man. Uh, if you want to hear more from us two crazy fucks just uh, shooting the shit as buddies, yeah, encourage it. Give us a reason to come back, man, because we like coming back even if you don't do that. But if you did that, maybe one day we can get enough subscribers. We might be able to make a dollar or two off of this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's great work. There's innovating ideas right there, getting out there in the global world, talking about the podcast and connecting people. And that's what this is all about. It's media, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get it out there. Get on our feet. Get the thing mowing. And, you know, America runs in Duncan. <laughs> Dunking the basketball with your nuts in your face. Oh, yeah. There we go. No more plan B. Let's make love. <laughs> yeah, no more plan B. Just fucking bust inside and see what happens. Be responsible and shit. Let's get back to being loving and holding hands and let's do the right thing. Yeah, love thy neighbor. I don't hate people from China or Taiwan or Russia or the Ukraine. I hate their governments and their leaders. Those are the people that are fucked up. Me and you, we just want to love each other, grow your family, and uh, support your neighbors. Right. If the police stop me, I'm saying I'm a humble Christian man trying to go back to my family. Yeah, think locally or uh, think globally, but act locally because that's probably the only thing you can change. Let's be realistic. And honestly, local the reason why you're saying that is because you have a pound of weed in the back seat and you want the cops to go away. <laughs> well, I've never oh. seen a pound of weed in one setting, but yeah. It's a pillowcase, man. You go to sleep and rest. So good night and Jeez. good luck, everybody. We'll see you next week. Charge up. Yes, charge up, everyone. Peace. <laughs>